Hello and welcome to another episode of the Into Hello podcast. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm JW. And today we're going to be recapping and giving our thoughts about the free agency period that is going on in the NFL. There have been a number of huge trades. It's really been one of the most, one of the craziest uh, free agency periods that I can remember. I can't remember a time when there have been so many elite players switching teams and especially elite quarterbacks. So let's get straight to it with the really the first big news that broke a couple of weeks ago, which was that Russell Wilson, longtime quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, would be traded to the Denver Broncos for two first round picks, two second round picks, and three players. What was your initial reaction to this trade? I thought it was my opinion that the Seahawks kind of fleeced the Broncos. I mean, they're not really getting much out of Russell Wilson anymore. He hasn't been able to put the team on his back like he has in previous years. He's getting older, and they still got two firsts and some great players from the Broncos. I mean, this was an absolute win for the Seahawks. I'm not so sure about that. I agree that the Seahawks got a great haul for Russell Wilson. Obviously, the picks are fantastic. And the players in Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and I believe it's Shelby Harris, those are some solid players. They've been saying they're going to stick with Drew Locke and potentially have him as their starting quarterback. I'm not so sure about that. that. He had plenty of chances with the Denver Broncos and proved that he's like wildly inconsistent. He does have a big arm, but we just we we have enough evidence to say that Drew Locke is not a franchise quarterback in the NFL. So because they've gone from really a top 10, maybe even top 5 quarterback in Russell Wilson to now not even having a legitimate starting quarterback, I think that's going to be a problem for the Seahawks, but I will say this gives them the opportunity to rebuild. They let go of Bobby Wagner, another huge piece who they've had for many, many years. So now I think they just they need to re- realize that they're not going to win this year. They're going to lose plenty of games, embrace it, and then hopefully be get ready to be in a position to draft a great quarterback next year because there aren't so many great quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. They're, they're in the tank mode right now. Yeah, and now for the Broncos... Do you think this the Russell Wilson acquisition makes them a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Mm, I don't really think that they're a Super Bowl contender right now because you just look at the rest of their division, you know, and, I mean, they're playing the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, all amazing teams. And, yeah, well, they have Russell Wilson. They lose Noah Fant, one of the big pieces on their offense. So they're really just like uh, – Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on offense, and their defense lost Shelby Harris. So, yeah, they're going to be all right. I think they're definitely, like, playoff contenders. They could be a dark horse Super Bowl pick, but they're not coming in as a favorite. Yeah, I agree with you, um, especially because the division is so tough, and we'll get into the division in a second. But the AFC West is probably, in my opinion, the greatest division in terms of talent this year in the history of the NFL. I don't think there's ever been a division where all four teams are legitimate playoff teams and some of them are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. That being said, I think the Broncos will be better with Russell Wilson. I think they'll make the playoffs despite the division, 
But I think they're still a year or two away from con- from contending for a Super Bowl because you mentioned their defense is it's good, but it's not great. Their weapons on the offensive side of the ball are solid, but I'm not sure they're better than what Russell Wilson had in Seattle. Obviously, their running back, Williams, who was a rookie last year, was phenomenal. He's a really a bright piece for them. Their wide receivers, they're talented, but we don't know if they can be really productive Pro Bowl wide receivers. And then the big concern for me is the offensive line, which we know has been a problem throughout Russell Wilson's career. And the Broncos, that's not really their strength. They have Garrett Bowles, who was initially looked at as a bust and has gotten a little bit better. But beyond that, they still have some serious offensive line issues. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them to compete, especially with, I mean, you see the Raiders, they upgraded their O-line. The Chargers, or their D-line, they got uh, Francis Ngannou. Uh, and and Chandler then, Jones. And Chandler Jones. And then the, the Chargers got uh, Khalil Mack. So it's going to be tough to stop this pass rush in the AFC West. Absolutely. I mean, the AFC West is an arms race right now. Every team seems to be reacting to other moves around the division by going out and making either, even big moves, even bigger moves. You mentioned Chandler Jones and Khalil Mack going to the Raiders and Chargers respectively. The Chiefs lost Tyron Matthew, but they were able to replace him with Justin Reed, who I think is a great player and a great acquisition for them. Also, the Chiefs went out and got Juju Smith-Schuster, who we all know is talented. If he can be more productive under Patrick Mahomes, that Chiefs offense is going to be even more unstoppable than it's been before. And then another huge move, I think one of the biggest moves that not really many people saw coming was the Raiders going out and trading for superstar wide receiver Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. They gave up, I believe, a first round pick, a second round pick, and they dished a huge contract out for him five years, a ton of money, a ton of guaranteed money. And with him now, under Josh McDaniels, I think the Raiders can have a really explosive offense. Do you, how, how much do you think this impacts the Raiders? The oh, Devontae I mean, Adams this is trade? big. A true number one wide receiver for Derek Carr to throw to is an absolute game changer. In the past, he's had, you know, some washed up veterans, some young guys who have been, who had flashes, you know, but he's never had that solid number one guy like DeAndre Hopkins uh, that Kyler Murray has. And he can really elevate his game. And also, it's a guy, Devontae Adams, who he played with in college. He has a repertoire with. And it's just always seems to be able to get open. Absolutely. And now that they have Devontae Adams, that frees up guys like Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller to get one-on-one matchups. And we know that those are two really good players. So given all the huge moves that have gone down in the AFC West, given what we know, and I know it's early on and we're still months away from the season, but who do you think the best team in this division is? Look, I mean, I still like the Chiefs. They've been on top of that division for the past few years. They still have Patrick Mahomes, still have Travis Kelsey, still have Tyreek Hill, still have a very good defense. I'd say one of the best coaching staffs in the league, maybe the best one. I think they're they're still my pick for top of the league. So I'm going to go with a bit of a surprise. I think the Chargers are the best team. And I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but I really like what they've been doing in the offseason. 
Last year, they focused on upgrading the offensive line, especially through the draft, and they really strengthened that to protect Justin Herbert, and that made the offense really explosive. They have a ton of great offensive pieces like Keenan Allen, like Austin Eckler, like Mike Williams, who they re-signed, but the big problem was the defense last year. They could not stop anybody, even though they had a great defensive coach in Brandon Staley, but now... They've gone out. You mentioned the Khalil Mack trade. I think there's some risk that he gets injured or plays like he's been playing in the past few years. But I think if they can unlock Khalil Mack's potential, him and Joey Bosa are going to be unstoppable on the defensive side of the ball. And then they also went out and got J.C. Jackson, who's been silently been one of the best corners in the league for the New England Patriots. So if they can have a great pass rush... If they can have a great secondary and really stop teams offensively with Justin Herbert, who I think is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, I think they can be a really elite team. And that's why I think they're the best team in the AFC West. Now, let's talk about one of the other great divisions in the AFC, which, by the way, the AFC is unbelievable right now. They have arguably seven of the top 10 teams in the league, maybe even more. I would say they have like 10 or 11 of the top 15 teams in the league. And especially their talent is concentrated in the AFC West and the AFC North. So let's get to the AFC North. The big news, of course, was the Cleveland Browns moving off Baker Mayfield, trading for Deshaun Watson. They gave up three first round picks. And crucially, I think the big thing that made this move happen was the fact that they gave Deshaun Watson a five-year $230 million contract with all of it fully guaranteed, which is unprecedented in the NFL. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Deshaun Watson, numerous allegations against him. He was not indicted in criminal court, but he still faces 22 civil cases. So there's been a lot of debate whether the Browns made the right decision. What's your take on it? You know, I think they definitely made the right decision. They need to win now. They have two running backs who are only getting older. They have an O-line that's only getting older. They just traded for Amari Cooper. They need to win now, and Deshaun Watson is really the only guy on the QB market If because Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay who could do it and get this team to the promised land. If he plays to his potential, he can bring this great team to a victory. So, I agree with you. Deshaun Watson is definitely an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, he's not a terrible quarterback, but I think we can all agree we know what he is. He's very average. He's very mediocre. Occasionally, he can have great performances, but for the most part, he's not going to go out and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns and outduel Patrick Mahomes. And in the AFC, which, as we've talked about, is just absolutely brutal, you need a game-changer at quarterback. Deshaun Watson is that player. However, I don't think the Browns are going to be great right away. Because Deshaun Watson has not played for a whole year, I think that's going to be problematic for them. I think it's going to take a while for him to get up to speed again and play how he was playing before he demanded a trade from the Texans and before all the allegations came out. Also, there is still the possibility that Deshaun could get suspended for the first few games of the season. And in the AFC, which as we've talked about, is by far the best conference, they can't afford to start 
two and four or three and three, especially because their division is still very strong. The Bengals just made the Super Bowl and they've been strengthening their O line. And the Ravens, there's no way they can have as many injuries as they had last year. So I'm sure they'll be great. The Steelers still have a great defense. So I think it's a good move, but they're gonna have to wait to reap its benefits. So now let's talk about one of the best teams in the NFL from last year, who also made a huge move in free agency. The Buffalo Bills went out and signed Vaughn Miller to a huge six-year, $120 million contract. Do you think this is the move that pushes the Bills from a playoff team to a Super Bowl team? See, I really don't think that this is a great move for the Bills. Vaughn Miller, he's not the same player he was when he pretty much carried him and that Broncos defense carried Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl win. Uh, he's not that same guy. Yeah, he had a few flashes this year. He had like two good games in the playoffs, but I just don't think he's really worth that amount of money playing DN. I feel like you could get pretty similar guys like Randy Gregory in free agency for a lot less money. And so I just don't think that this move really puts them anywhere closer to a Super Bowl than they were before. So I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I'm not really sure about this move. I think it's great for them right now, especially if Von Miller plays the same way he played in the playoffs, where he really took games over and was the defining factor, in my opinion, that led to the Rams winning the Super Bowl. So I think if he plays like he's been playing recently, the Bills are going to be the best team in the NFL with that dynamic offense. And now with a great pass rush, I think they're going to really be unstoppable for one or two years, and they may contend for a Super Bowl. But after that, Vaughn Miller is over 30 years old. He is not a young player, and you gave him a huge six-year contract worth $20 million each year. So if it turns out that Vaughn Miller is not the same player he's been recently, or if he gets injured, or if he declines as he ages, I think this is going to be a huge problem for the Bills. So I respect them for taking a huge risk and trying to get a piece that they think is gonna be the key contributor to their Super Bowl. But at the same time, I am worried because it is an extremely risky move and there's a high likelihood that it does not pay off. Now, let's talk about one of the most recent moves. The Colts, after trading Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders, as they now are called, they just yesterday traded for Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, only paid a third round pick, and they had the Falcons take up most of Matt Ryan's salary. So it's really, from a financial standpoint, a great move for the Indianapolis Colts. But is this really the quarterback that they need in order to be a Super Bowl contender? I just don't see this team really making much of a playoff push. I mean... Matt Ryan, we know he's not really Super Bowl Matt Ryan. Or maybe he's like Super Bowl second half Matt Ryan these past few years. Um, but, like, this team, they're all right. They have some decent players, but no one really puts this team over the top. Like, T.Y. Hilton used to be the man. He's very old. He's lost his step. But, like, I don't know. They're all right. They're probably not making the playoffs, especially with this great AFC. And I don't think Matt Ryan really helps that. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think Matt Ryan is definitely better than Carson Wentz. He's an upgrade at the position. However, this is the fifth quarterback, fifth starting quarterback 
the Colts have had in five years. First, it was Andrew Luck. He left. They got Jacoby Brissett. Thought he would fix things. Got Phillip Rivers. That didn't really work out. And then most recently, Carson Wentz was working out, and then it was a disaster at the end of the season. Now they've gone and acquired Matt Ryan. And I don't know why the Colts keep trying to, like, get these short-term fixes at quarterback. We know Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, but we're not sure if he's great. He only really played great in this MVP season with Kyle Shanahan. I'm not sure if Frank Reich can unlock that, that play that he had in that season. So, and especially since Matt Ryan, he's not a young quarterback anymore. He's 36 years old. He's really been through a lot of hardships with the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm not sure he's, if he's going to really be the elite quarterback the Colts need in that AFC. But with that being said, for the first time in a long time, in a long time, Matt Ryan now has a great offensive line, legitimately great offensive line, and also a great running back. I think Matt Ryan has not had a thousand yard rusher in over six years. So Jonathan Taylor is going to be a huge player for him because he's not going to be he's not going to be having to uh, rely on solely his passing game. He's going to be able to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and release some of that pressure. The defenses are going to have to focus on stopping Jonathan Taylor. But overall, I'm just not sure about this move for, for the Indianapolis Colts because it may fix the quarterback situation short term, but it's not the long term answer. And there's already substantial evidence that shows that what the Colts need is a long term answer at quarterback because these short term answers keep failing. And finally, let's talk about arguably the most impactful move of the offseason. After everyone thought he was retired for good, after everyone thought the league was safe, Tom Brady, out of nowhere, decided to come back to the NFL. He rejoined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now they're going to be great again next year. Were you shocked by this move? Did you see Honestly, it Honestly, I, I wasn't really shocked by this move. The way the retirement went down with everyone saying, no, he's not retired. Yes, he is retired. It seemed like he just wasn't really ready to retire. And it's obvious in the way he plays. He can still play still be a great quarterback so I mean I, I could kind of see it coming maybe he, he comes back for another run but yeah. yeah I mean I definitely was not that surprised I thought I was not going to be shocked if Tom Brady came back but it was a little surprising that he came back so soon I mean he, he was only retired for like a month and a half it's almost as if he was retired, and then he was like, well, now what do I do? He must have been, like, bored or something, or maybe his family was busy and he wasn't spending as much time with them, so he realized that that wasn't going to be a big thing if he was retired. So, obviously, kind of a surprise, but at the same time, not really a surprise. We know Tom Brady's a huge competitor. As you mentioned, he was still an elite quarterback last year, finished second in MVP voting, led the league in passing yards, and I think he led the league in passing touchdowns as well. So I think Tom Brady, now having had some time off, will be fresh, will be, will be relaxed, and I think he's going to have a great season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not sure if they're going to be Super Bowl contenders or really push for a Super Bowl because... 
he is getting older, and they did lose some key pieces, especially on the offensive line. But overall, it's great to have Tom Brady back. It's going to make this upcoming NFL season one of the best we've ever had. There have been so many great moves, and I can't wait for the season to start. So that wraps up our episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. Thanks so much for listening to it, and please make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So stay tuned whenever we release a new episode, and make sure you are ready. In the upcoming weeks, we're going to do an episode previewing the NFL draft and giving our opinions on who the top team should pick, so make sure you stay tuned for that.